Bam, we're live. We did it. Yes. I always, um, uh, Re uh, Rebecca, where are you? I, I'm in Nashville at the moment. Oh, you are? You're already here in the States? Yes. Oh, okay. Wh whenever I do um, international podcasts, I'm always think I'm on edge about the um, time zone, you know, or the, you know, when you cross the international dateline, someone will yeah. think it's on a Wednesday. I think it's on a Tuesday and we miss each other. <laughs> Are, are you are you mayhem athlete? No, I'm not. Um, no, so I'm actually with Andrew Huda, no shortcuts. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Who did I have yesterday? I was with um, who's with Huda? Manon. Manon, yeah. 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 Cool. Wow, I didn't realize uh, Huda was working with so many high level athletes. Incredible. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, or he made us high level. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, he he was at the games last year, right? Or was it the year before? Yeah, yeah both. Two yeah, years um, ago. people always spoke about him with such a high regard that he had a great eye, great great uh, te technical um, athlete, but but also uh, very patient and a good teacher. That's crazy. How many how many um, games athletes does he have? Uh, he has three games athletes and one masters at the games as well. Crazy. And then who, who else besides you and um, uh, Mono? Uh, Jelle. Oh, Jelle. no shit. Yeah. And then and, the and how, is uh, Belinda. Belinda Becker. Are all of you guys meeting up in um, Nashville? Uh, no. So I just came a week earlier and then I will meet up with them next week in Madison. Why, why Nashville? Um... Because, uh, yeah, it was quite random. Uh, I wanted to come earlier because me and my boyfriend were just back home in, in Denmark and thought, like, why not move to the States a little bit earlier? And it would be too boring to stay in Madison. So we just thought that it could be a cool experience and it's the same time zone, same climate. So, yeah, quite easy. And good environments, good training gyms. Yeah, where will you train? Where do you train when you're in Nashville? So right now I'm training at CrossFit East Nashville. And then we will also go to Mayhem on Friday, I think. Thursday and Friday. Is, is, that, um, is, is that accommodating? Are they accommodating over there, Mayhem, since you're with uh, Andre Houdet? And then, no. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Oh, what do you mean? Are, are I, the Mayhem people are okay with uh, Andre Houdet's athletes coming there and training? Yeah. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as long as I don't, don't interrupt with their training. And <laughs> yeah. Do, do you call them ahead of time? Do you call someone over there and be like, hey, we're coming over there? Is it we're, um, I'm an individual athlete. I'm coming over there to train. Is that cool? Yeah. Just to make sure. So yeah. I have, I also like to, to kind of schedule everything and, and know the plans. So it can be a little bit more structured. This is your first individual. Yes. It yes. Congratulations. One of the 40 uh, fittest women walking yeah. planet Earth. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, what do your mom and dad think? Um, so my mom is obviously very, very proud. Um, I'm not sure she maybe realized it yet. Same as me. <laughs> uh, but she's very happy. Yeah. And, and your dad? 
Uh, so I don't have contact with my dad. Yeah. You raised by, by your mom. I'm raised by my mom. Uh, I did have contact with my, my uh, dad until I was like 14 or something. Um, but then we just moved separate ways. Is Denmark's home for you? Yeah, right now. And, and born and raised there? No, so I'm from Sweden. I moved to Denmark like six years ago. And, and why did you move there? Um, so uh, it was actually for Team Butcher's Lab. Um, so in 2018, they kind of got me in the team to be there for a year to, to try to qualify for the regionals. Um, and yeah, and then I just thought that Copenhagen was really cool, nice people. And yeah, so I stay there. Yeah. Are, are Sweden and Denmark, I apologize, bordering countries? Yeah, it is. Is it a big deal to, to, to switch, to move from Sweden to Denmark, or is it easy? It wasn't for me because I live uh, South Sweden. So it's like one and a half hour train travel to Denmark. Um, so I think it depends on where in Sweden you live because Sweden is quite like long. I guess I meant legally. Do they have an issue with it? Uh, legally, no, no. If you're from Scandinavian, generally, like Norway, is Sweden, Finland, whatever, then it's quite easy. And, and Rebecca, what's your, um, what's your first language? Uh, Swedish. And then, and then how quickly do you learn English? So we have it in school um, already from age of, I think, 10 or, or 12 years old, I think. And do you speak any other languages? Uh, we did have Spanish in school. So I kind of know a little bit of that. And then my mom is Lithuanian. My father is Romanian. So I kind of know those languages as well. And I speak Danish. <laughs> and, and because I guess you're in Denmark now. And is your boyfriend um, Swedish? No, he's Danish. Oh, shit. Wow. And so, and so you guys speak English to each other? No, Danish. You do speak yeah. Danish. Does he yeah. speak English? Huh? Does he speak English? Yeah, he does. But you speak Danish to each other? Yeah. How close are Swedish and Danish in, in, the, in the languages? Are they close at all? Uh, yeah, it's quite close, but um, the pronunciations is very different, so it kind of doesn't sound the same. Uh, but when you see them written, it's qu uh, quite similar. Um, but I just like I love languages, so I I just wanted to learn that. And and for me, since it's quite close to Swedish, it's more natural to speak Danish with him than than English, and for him as well, since it's his native language. Um, when did you? When? How old were you when you learned Danish? Uh, since I moved here six years ago. Wow, crazy. Yeah. I can't even imagine learning. How, how old are you again? Uh, I'm 29. 29. How good is that for your brain at 23 still learning other languages? You think you could learn yeah. another language too? Yeah, I would love to. I love languages. I, I really like Chinese could be super cool to, to learn. <laughs> Hey, do you think that because do you think that because you speak three I mean you speak three languages fluently then, right? Danish, Swedish, yeah. and English. Yeah. Do you think that that changes significantly changes your reality? Um because yeah. words are so powerful in, in how they describe things. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like sometimes you see things. And it's just you're like, why can't these people see it this way? And it's just, well, shit, they don't even have, they don't have the tools. Yeah, true. <laughs> it, 
It's like asking them to swim, but they don't, they don't even see water. They don't even know what water is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I guess where you're from, maybe three languages isn't a big deal, but here in the States, it would be, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, cause English is the common language for everyone. So you don't, in the, yeah, in the States, you don't really have to learn other languages, I guess. I, I think that you start getting into some like rare, someone will tell us in the comments, but some rare group, once you start getting to like, you're, you're just one or two languages away from being in this really exclusive club. And then I think once you get to like seven languages, there's some special word for you. You're, you're basically a freak at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. You think you, you think you could learn Chinese? Could be cool. I mean, just imagine like being in a metro or whatever and and no one knows that you know the languages but you can just hear all different kind of people talking and you understand <laughs> it, it is always it is always weird to see a non um chinese speaker or even japanese speaker uh, um or non japanese person or non chinese person speaking those languages for some reason i guess it's because it's so rare mm. i mean shit you're the you're the top 40 fittest woman on the planet anything's possible for you yeah true <laughs> um tell me your um how rebecca crossed paths with crossfit um so i i have always done like sports in my whole life and um yeah I, i've i come from two acl knee injuries um, and off of that, I kind of stopped doing sports and training at all. And uh, yeah, after a year of not doing anything, I started a little bit of fitness, bodybuilding, just for fun. And then I had the good friend, because I did like those fun kind of stuff, like Tabata and Les Mills, you know, body pump. Uh, and I had a friend doing CrossFit and she said, like, you should try this instead. It's, it's quite the same, but it's much more fun. I think you would love it. So yeah, it was in back in 2014 where I tried it out, and then I just fell in love with it. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, you hear about the I can't remember who I had on, but Matt Fraser is the classic example. He breaks his back and become comes to CrossFit, and becomes the fittest person uh, in the world five times. And here you are with there was someone else we had on. Who was it? Uh, she broke her back twice. Oh. A couple days ago, we had someone on. I can't remember who, but she basically she broke. Someone will tell me in the comments in a second. But she broke her back twice, and here she is uh, doing CrossFit. And yeah. you had two ACL. It's a, it's just a huge testament to what CrossFit is. Yeah. You know this thing that like Greg used to say, "Hey, I didn't invent this. This is part of your DNA. This is God invented this. This is we're not doing any anything that you're not made to do." Yeah. Um, here you are with two two ACL two ACL tears. Yeah, yeah. Were you a soccer player? Uh, on one of them, yes, and the other one, basketball player. <laughs> and, and what what causes ACL tears? Changing direction, changing. Yeah, in football, yes. And then the basketball was uh, I was doing a layup, and, and I always been quite explosive, so I did a huge jump and then i just landed on my leg and the good knee and it just popped <laughs> both times do you know when that happens the first time i didn't know because it was very like I, I didn't 
recognize the uh, the feeling or I've never done it before so I had no clue and and I remember my doctor when I went the first time he said like yeah you'll be good in training like in two weeks just be a little bit careful and then just start training two weeks and uh, yeah I listened to that and then I went to training two weeks later and then it just like cracked it, it was something wrong and then they knew that it was the ACL uh, but then the basketball I, I already knew when it happened like directly I like I kind of I started crying so much not because of the pain because I knew that I'm fucked up right now like I'm done <laughs> yeah uh, um it was it's, someone in the comments said it was Abigail uh Abigail Domit Domit that broke her back yeah twice oh. and then yeah. and then here she is making her first uh trip as an individual to the games too crazy hey and, and you said you're crying because you know it's damaged but you know that that means months or a year away from your sport you know that about is it you start thinking about the recovery yeah and also because i couldn't i couldn't go back to football because of the acl so i was kind of like basketball have always been like my favorite sport and i just knew that i was scared of that i wouldn't be able to get back to to the sport again and also because of the recovery was so tough where were you playing in in is it, is it high school or college basketball? Uh, no, so in in Sweden it's it's not related to school. But I, so I was playing in when I was like twelve years old, and then I stopped, and then I got back around high school. Yeah. And then and then and then you said that um, you you went through those uh, so you played a bunch of sports and then including basketball and then you had in soccer you had these injuries you take how long do you take off before you get into stuff like Les Mills these the classes I I had a year off where I didn't do anything so first I did my recovery for a year and then I took a year off because I realized that I would never be able to play sports again um, and it was I've always been that kind of person that I do everything 100% and when I realized that I did basketball like 80% that wasn't fun anymore so yeah I had a year off where I did some some non-sport related stuff like partying and all this kind of shit <laughs> how old were you then I was 20 yeah 20 you, you think you missed you think that um you think you realized at that point that um, sports and, and movement was something more to you than you, you realized how much it meant to you, that it was more to you than just sports and movement, that it was you, your lifestyle, your your way of making yourself feel good? Yeah. I can't imagine not moving for a year, taking a year off. Can you imagine that now? No, not at all. Like that, that was also because I've been doing sport my whole life and – that was also like off of that year, I just looked myself in the mirror and said like, dang, I, I need to keep start moving. And just like the, the free feeling of knowing that you can lift things yourself and, and be independent in that way. Rebecca, are you pretty, do you describe yourself as, are you pretty fierce? You pretty aggressive person? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You, like you like you're, you 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 ha you how would you describe yourself your 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 uh persona um, your, your, specifically your athletic persona my athletic persona yeah I would say, how, 
yeah, like very independent, hardworking, um, dedicated, um, reliable, I would say, like in a way that. Is that the same as discipline? Reliable? Like just your yeah. discipline structured? Yeah, yeah. How about competitive? Yes, we've always been competitive. Like very competitive? Um, competitive against your boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I can be fair, but competitive. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But I'm very fair. Yeah. Very fair. <laughs> but but uh, you don't like losing? Um, it depends. Like That's where the fairness come, comes in. So... I'm competitive if I know that my competitor are like the same level level of me that I know that I compete with that person. If the person are like much lower level than me, then it's okay to lose. If you know what I mean, like I'm fair in that sense. If they're lower than you, it's okay to lose. Yeah. I don't understand. What do you mean? Like, so if uh, you and I were to do Murph around, uh, together, you would wear a twenty-pound vest, and I could, I could, um, I could do ha run half as far. Just and if I beat you, that's okay. <laughs> uh, no, maybe not. <laughs> that was a bad example. <laughs> yeah, I'm not understanding. Hey, I, I it's interesting because I heard you say in, in in a podcast I was watching you in last night that you're. It sounds like you're trying to get in the mindset that you just need to focus on being the best that you, that you can do. Like when you were at the regional or the semifinals and that's kind of the common line that you hear from athletes, right? They're trying to figure out how to reduce the stress. Mm. Um, but is that all at the end of the day, is that just fake? Is it, you're just making that up? Just, is it all pretend? And at the end of the day, you still go back. If you win, you're excited. And if you lose, you go back to your hotel room and cry. <laughs> no, but I think, uh, I think there's a truth in it. I think you need to find your own way of how to believe in that sentence. If you know, like for for me to take off pressure is a lot about being playful and to have fun with things. Um, and of of course, like in the end, if if you do a bad event and if if it doesn't go your way, you, you go home and cry. But then. Yeah, you kind of need to find that that way where where you feel that you do your best and you are playful with things, and then if it doesn't go the way as the leader as you want the leaderboard to be, then you're still happy. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Um, I think I heard there's a guy Tony Blower. I think I heard talk about it one time. He said it in terms of fighting. He says if you get he said something like if you get into a fight. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. It matters that you're true to yourself and you get out of it emotionally intact. So I, th I think I'm getting it now. You're basically saying that if you lose, it's going to hurt either way. But if you know you gave it your all, the wound will heal heal quicker. Like, yeah, you did what you did. You did you if if you weren't out drinking the night before, and you did everything, you got enough sleep, and you trained hard, and then you went out there, and you absolutely went until you you broke. Then you know, like, hey, shit, I just gave it my best. It sucks that I lost, but like, what? Exactly, because you know, you know that you couldn't do more. You know that you prepared everything you could for the event coming up. You ate, you slept, everything, and 
then you know that there's nothing more in my control that I can do. If my competitors are better, that's not in my control. Like I can't, I can't change what happens on the floor with everyone else. I can just control what I do on the floor. Can Can you remember the first time you were in a um, CrossFit competition or or any athletic competition where you ran out of air? You just you had to stop because you couldn't breathe anymore, and you had to watch people keep working. Yeah, yeah a lot of times. Yeah. Is that just a horrible feeling? It is. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's also comes with experience in a sport because it's not always about like going full send from the start. Because obviously, like if you lose gas in the end, that's maybe because you strategize bad or something like that. And, and sometimes it's also a lot in, in the mind, I think. Like whether you come into a workout and you're scared of the workout already beforehand, then you just know that it's going to end that way as well. It is, it is weird, right, that the person who wins the workout comes across the finish line all fucking pumped. Yeah. And, and that everyone who comes after them is collapses and it looks like they're dying. And you're like, yeah. wait a second, that guy worked harder than you and they're celebrating. Yeah. And at that point, you kind of have to start wondering, yeah, there's something mentally going on, right? Yeah. I had the two times at the semifinals, and it's it's unbelievable, like, how you can – for example, the, the last event, I, I tested it back home, and it was a horrible workout. It, it is a horrible workout. But when I just finished that, that – like, crossed the line, I, yeah, I just had – I was just so pumped up and – because I won my event heat. Yeah, that's crazy. Were you in the final heat? No, I was uh, in the top, the, uh, the second final. And and you and you got second place, four thirteen. Yeah, so I won my heat, and yeah, and second overall. Yeah, crazy. What was that workout again? That was the that was the Echo Bike, the Toes to Bar, and the Sandbag Carry. Yeah. How was that sandbag? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> it was like I was in a whole different state in that workout. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Be- because you knew that you were you were on when you went into that workout. Were you on the cut line? Yeah. Were, were you below five, it? I was on place thirteenth, but five point, points out. So the the girl above me on twelfth place, she was one point out. So everything was very very close. And so you got second place. So that you were out of your mind. You just sent it. Yeah. <laughs> full throttle, full, just maniac on the echo bike, toes to bar, don't let go, and then pick the sandbag up and go. Yeah. Well, well not really, because I, I kind of paced it a little bit. I remember I was the last person out of the echo bike. Oh. Yeah. So Did you panic oh. when you saw that? Were you like, oh, shit, what am I doing? A little bit, because Andrew told me before going into the work, like, it's – it's a sprint workout, but still hold back a little bit. So when I was the last person out of that echo bike, I kind of like, oh shit, did I pace it too much? <laughs> um, but yeah, but then from that point, it was kind of easy to calculate what kind of RPM I needed on that echo bike to be able to, to keep the pace and, and keep up with the rest. 
there was no break, right? It was just three rounds. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, when you, when you're crossing here, you know, you, you know where the other girls are in your heat. You're like, at some point you passed all the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember where you passed them? It was, uh, on the last toaster bar. So it was me, Jacqueline and Sarah, single starter. We jumped or Sarah was a little bit earlier on the toaster bar. I think Jacqueline was a rep ahead of me on the toaster bar. But it was us three jumping up. And then Sarah dropped off. Jacqueline dropped off. And I kept doing unbroken. Wow. All yeah, three sets so, of toaster bar unbroken. Yeah. So I ran to the sandbag, like, first of them. And that was just where I knew, like, okay, just pick it up. No matter how I pick it up, just run. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 when you were finishing that last sandbag carry, did it feel like you were going to drop it at all? Um, I, I kind of picked it up a little bit bad. So it was kind of just holding on. And I am I know from experience that I'm not very fast when I run with a uh, bag. So I was kind of scared that I was going to get past. But uh, yeah. How tall are you? Are you tall? You look tall in these. Yeah, quite tall. It's 173 centimeters. Oh, someone will tell me how tall that is in, yeah. <laughs> in English talk. Um, what was the, and, and where is this, what event is this that you're crossing the finish line that you're so happy? Uh, so that's the, the runner, the 800 meter sprint. And how did you do in that one? Uh, I did, did well. So I won my heat that as well, but in, I think it was fifth overall. The, these events um, where you win your heat, um, would you've gotten those times without your competitors there, or is that um, Rebecca the competitor? Like you, you know, like you're trying to win the heat and you're pushing harder than like maybe you're comfortable with if you were by yourself. It's it's Re Rebecca the competitor. Yeah, you're going for it. Yeah, I'm gonna beat you, girls. Yeah, I was kind of like beating myself as well. Again, that. The sentence that we talked about earlier that being being the best that I can be, so it's really like pushing my own limits. Like uh, how thank far you. fast can I go? Uh, thank you guys. Uh, one seventy three is at least five seven, so she's one of the taller people. Yeah. Look at this guy's trying to tell you she has a boyfriend. Sorry, Austin. He says, "Well, I'm five eight. Um, that that's got to be kind of scary, right? Flirting with that line so on one hand you do the assault bike and you're the last person off of it but if you're the first person off of it it could also be like uh-oh yeah did i go too fast <laughs> yeah what a what a crazy game you play guys play yeah uh is is do you think that's what it comes down to as you get to be as you get to the very top of the sport pacing is becomes you, what percentage of pacing do you think plays a role a lot. And it also depends on the workout, of course. Um, but both the pacing and the mental aspect is huge, I think. Like, our fitness, the, the top 40 women at the games, the fitness is huge and, and big on all of us. So it's it comes down to all the small kind of things. And, and when you say mental, what, is, what does that look like? Yeah, so again, the thing that to learn how to compete against yourself and to be able to push your limits like mm, kind of knowing that the limits are just a perception and, and try to compete with that 
Your limits are just a perception. These um, what did you? What else did you? What else did you say you did besides less mills, less mills, and something else? And when I did the bodybuilding, or what? Yeah, you said you were dabbling in some other things, less mills, um, bodybuilding. Was there something else? Um, Tabata. Oh, what's Tabata? Is that like your? It's all Tabata exercises. Yeah, so it's like uh, twenty seconds on, twenty seconds off. Can't remember. No, forty seconds off. Yeah, I can't remember. But then it's like all just circle training, kind of. And and how and when you went to CrossFit, how was CrossFit different? Um, the community, like being in classes with a lot of like-minded people, and um, you work much harder. Like being in a body pump class, it's more look pretty and and have a cute little barbell that's not really a barbell. Um, where in CrossFit you could be much more rough and sm smashing with barbells and lifting heavy and sweat out however you like and yeah, just pure so, training. Yeah, the, I I like that. Hold on one second. Let me slap these guys around a little. L listen, when I, I know what t we know what Tabata is. I was trying to figure out if it's like an actual like the name of a storefront there like Les Mills is the name of a storefront I was just trying to figure out whether she just did Tabata on her own or if they have gyms there that are called Tabata gyms yeah they had a class called Tabata Tabata okay yeah. these dickheads trying to make fun of me <laughs> oh shut it shut it guys just shut it um and um so uh Les Mills is kind of um, I don't want to say CrossFit light, but you, you, you like the variance, the community and kind of the toughness there, there was a little bit more badass to, um, if, 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 uh, if CrossFit CrossFit is more like full contact fighting and less mills is like, we're just going through the movements. It's Tai Chi. Yeah, kind of like that. I also, I also grew up with gymnastics and my mom was a gymnastic coach. So I was like literally growing up in the gymnastic gym um so i'm just used to like all the hard work and and being surrounded by that and that's that's what i felt when i walked into a crossfit box you think that's where you learn to um that's where you learn to push like why do you think you push so hard why do you don't crossfit being a crossfit athlete at the level you're at is kind of extreme you, do you know why you're you're attracted to that Probably because of gymnastics and because I also think it's a little bit from my mom because she's she was the gymnastic coach and and in gymnastics you hunt all the gymnast gymnasters is that sure gymnasters I like it yeah when they're like four years old so I was always like kind of hunting and pushing to be like be good and be proven that I could be one of those. Um, so I think there's where my drive and push comes from. You, just and it's, Has it always been to prove it to yourself or do you think that you were trying to make your mom happy or do you think you were trying to prove something to someone? Probably my mom happy, yeah. 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 Yeah, important to keep your parents happy. It's a great motivator. Yeah. You think it, you, you like the way you, your mom raised you? Um, not, not always. There's yeah. – yeah, both ways. Like, I have some good things today that I'm very independent and strong. So, but 
but doesn't have to come from that the ra racing was very good. It was tough at some points. Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have an older sister and a younger sister. And then on my father's side, I have a brother. But since we, I didn't have contact with my father, I don't speak too much with my brother. Um, it's funny you say it's tough. It, it was tough because, I mean, just being an American, I always just think of like all of those countries over there, like Sweden and Denmark, just everything's hunky dory. Everything's just like perfect. Like, you know, like, yeah, everyone just wakes up in the morning, gets their lunchbox, gets on a bicycle and, and, and goes about their day. So my um, mom is a Lithuanian. So she grew up in the Soviet Union. So that's tough. That's yeah. different. Yeah. So, so she, uh, she was, she's a hard woman. She's yeah. a tough woman. Yeah. Very strict. Very strict. Not a lot of feelings. It's very mm. like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and she, she must know that. Yeah. I think she knows today. Maybe like she's more aware of that. Um, and also since, She's seen, so my older sister, she's 35, uh, and yeah, I'm 29, so she's, she's learned a lot from us as well, seeing us growing up, I think. If you weren't doing CrossFit, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, well, if I didn't get an ACL chair, I would continue basketball for quite some years, and then um, I actually don't know, like, I've always been using my body a lot. I've tried to study and going back to university, but I stopped because I chose CrossFit instead. So yeah, it's a tough question, I think. Um, how, how about your boyfriend? Is he CrossFitting? Yeah, but just as a hobby. So she, he's um, starting up companies and selling them and yeah. How did, you, how did you meet him? At the gym, at the CrossFit gym? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if everyone, I wonder if there's any couples where, I wonder how, how many couples that there are where the woman is a high level CrossFitter and the man doesn't do CrossFit. Probably not too many. No, not, maybe not. No. You, I've uh, tried with that, with a guy that, like guys that didn't do CrossFit, but, or just sports in general, it doesn't have to be CrossFit for my sake. It's just the understanding of, of how important it is to be like to move around and to do sports. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough when, when the other partner doesn't. Is he coming, is he coming to the States to watch you? Oh, he's here now. You said he came yeah, to Nashville yeah. with you. Yeah. What's yeah. he think? Did, did his, so you met him in the CrossFit gym when he met you, were you already having a uh, games aspirations? Yeah, I did. I did. And what's he think about it? He's okay. I mean, it's full time for you, right? It's it's uh, it's Rebecca um, Vitison twenty four seven, sleep, yeah. eat, train. It is. It's and it's yeah. It's tough. He uh, it's it's not always fun. So it's kind of like a boring lifestyle. Um, but since he's a startupper, he he does yeah startups company, and that's a lot of work as well. So yeah, we kind of have our own lifestyles, but it's very similar as well because we need we need the structure every day and, and have a good routines. But then when he relaxes, that means maybe like sleep in or 
go to bed early, uh, later or go out and grab a beer with friends and that's things that I can't do. So yeah, that's quite, quite hard sometimes. Um, but yeah, then I think in the beginning it was always hard for him as well that it was so much CrossFit and, and that it was that kind of strict. Um, but I mean, having honesty in a relationship and talk and, and being able to, to communicate things and, and expectations and how you want things to go, then it's, it's going to work, of course. And, um, the, when I speak to, um, uh, Jake Gazan, Alex Gazan's husband, he's a huge Alex Gazan fan. And so part of him like really appreciates just having a front row seat to, to his favorite athlete in the world. Right. Yeah. And so I'm guessing what, what's your, um, is it your husband or your boyfriend? Boyfriend. What, what's his name? Uh, Patrick. Patrick. Is Patrick a, a, a Rebecca fan? Like, is yeah, he, is, so yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So he, it's like, it's like um, being a fan of some band and then you get to travel with them. And even though yeah. they might not talk to you, at least you get to ride in the bus with them. You get a ticket to every concert. You get to eat with them. You get to like, so he's, he's had, he is a huge fan, huh? Yeah, exactly. Did he cry at semifinals when you made it to the games? Yeah. He, he was, did? Yeah. I actually have the best video on my Instagram where, um, uh, from the final event where I crossed the finish line. And then uh, the guy that films that event, he films back up to the audience where my boyfriend and my best friend stands and it's, they go nuts. It's so fun. Well, uh, this is him here? Yeah. And, and where is the video? Where, where is that video? Is it up higher? Yeah. Let's see. It's from is this it this scene. one where you're crying? Yeah, probably that one. Yeah. Oh, it's in, this is awesome. Another angle of this. And look soon here. There they are. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's losing his mind. Yeah. He's so proud of you. Oh, and my it was goodness. It so fun because, like, the audience, the guys around them, they were, like, cheering as well. Even, but they even didn't know me. They just did that because they were going nuts. <laughs> hey, this is – um what what – at 14 years old, your dad left your life? Yeah, around that, yeah. How do you know How do you know if you don't have a um, – how do you think that affects your relationship with your, um, your boyfriend? Like, you know, like my mom – my relationship with my mom is how I practiced. You know, my mom taught me how to treat women, right? Like yeah. the behavioral things, how to talk to them. Not intentionally, or maybe she did intentionally, but how she demanded mm -hmm. I treat her is sort of how I'm supposed to treat my wife, right? Or how yeah. I'm supposed to treat you. How do you, if you don't have that um, in your life, was your dad in your life long enough for you to learn, to watch your mom and dad's relationship and to learn from it? Yeah, I think so. But I also know that, for example, my ex-boyfriend, that's what my mom told me at least, that I was kind of, at that point, I was kind of looking for father. Uh, right. Like, I don't, Yeah. Yeah, every, but the truth is, is everyone kind of is, right? That's kind of like part of the – we're all looking for another mom and another dad, but you have to kind of flip it. It's not just because your dad wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, right? no, yeah, yeah. So um, I think, yeah, with my, my boyfriend now is – I don't see the same correlation at all. 
But your but your mom was saying with your your previous boyfriend that maybe you were seeing him more as a father figure. You were trying to like yeah, I was pr- project that onto him, get some sort of like leadership from him. Yeah, kind of maybe. Yeah, and, yeah, and he was he was fathering me a lot as well. It was yeah. <laughs> do do you like do you like um uh relationships? You 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 like being in a relationship? If it works, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was before my my current boyfriend. I was. I think alone for two years. So I, and that was great as well, but yeah, it's always nice to have someone in your corner and, and grow together. Um, how did he, how did he court you? You, you saw each other. This wasn't, you didn't have to do it through dating apps or any of the um, stuff that people use today. Yeah. So we did it through a dating app. Um, oh, you did, so even he, though we did CrossFit, you did it through a dating app. Yeah, because <laughs> so I pictured I was, you guys just walking in the gym together and him being like, "Okay, the girl doing wall balls over there." That would be how cute. That would be cute. Yeah. <laughs> no, so um, I was coaching him. He went to some of my classes, which I unfortunately don't remember. <laughs> uh, so, but he obviously knew when who I was already, and then we met on a dating app, and yeah, hooked up over there. <laughs> what are the chances of that? Is that pretty random that you would have coached him or is the country that small, the city's that small? What are the chances that he could find you on a dating app after you coached him at a gym? I think, I think we would say the country is quite small. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's crazy. So, so did he know when you were coaching him, was he like, Oh man, if I could date this girl. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, so, so, so the dating app is you just, you, you, you just meet somewhere. How does that work? Like, Hey, I'll, uh, let's go meet at a, uh, a bar or coffee or, and then two people just go there. Yeah. I'm, I remember we were both kind of busy. So I had my crossfit, I was coaching a lot and training a lot and he had his business. And so, and it was always jogging around to like, uh, cause he, he said that he wanted to beat me in something, but crossfit. So I think the first date, we just kind of quickly got a grab a lunch or something. And then uh, the second date, we did pool to, uh, yeah, so he could beat me something, but he didn't. (laughs) Wait, he wanted to take you on a date and beat you at something. So the second date, he took you to a swimming pool and you guys raced and you beat him. No, swimming pool. Um, Oh, this kind of pool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Hey, does he, does he have all his tickets and everything for how, how does that work at the games? Does he have your coaching pass or does he have a ticket? Like where does he all set up in the Coliseum and all that already? Yeah, we have a ticket for him, but I have another coach that will have my coach tickets. Crazy. And and so he'll get, he'll get up every morning with you and go down to the venue and, and just be hanging out kind of like trying to like figure out what you're doing and where you are. Yeah. <laughs> God, that must be nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, well, well, uh, I appreciate you coming on. It's great meeting you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to see you compete. Congratulations for being the top 40 fittest uh woman walking the planet. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. You should be so you should right. be so proud of yourself. And yeah. um and, and maybe I'll see you soon. Maybe we'll get to meet in person. Yeah, 100%. I'd love to. 
Awesome. Stay healthy and, uh, and, and I'll be rooting for you. Thanks, you sir. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ciao. Rebecca Vittison. Do they share a hotel room? God, I think it's so, I think it's so expensive there. You have to. Speaking of which, I slept amazing last night. Dang, I slept amazing. So good. What is the, uh, don't you hate that? It's like, I know I'm going to have to get up at 6 and it's 5 a.m. And I have to go pee and I'm just like, fuck. I mean, I assume it's 5 a.m. because I can hear my neighbors. I don't look actually look at the clock. It's dark and I can hear my neighbors roosters. Like, do you, do, do you do hold it and just try to go back to sleep or do you get up and pee? What a mess. Dude, I, Jake, I, I see what you're writing. Um, excuse me, uh, Rebecca. Um, could you say, uh, get to the chopper? I just, I just, I just, I, I feel weird. I tried it a couple times. I tried it. Okay. Watch, watch, watch this. Okay. You ready? You go pee. You just do it so that you can go sleep in peace. You're just like, fuck it, I'm going pee. Hey, dude. Hey. How are you? I'm good, and you? I'm awesome. Oh. Hey, it's kind of an odd request, but could you say um, uh, get to the chopper? Get to the chopper? Yeah, good. All right. See, I asked him. Do you know, do you know, that's a, <laughs> there's a guy in the comments. He's every show. He wants all the foreigners to say get to the chopper because so that because they sound, he thinks you sound like Arnold. That he thinks all the foreigners <laughs> sound like Arnold. He's probably right. I think you guys all sound like Arnold too. Get to the chopper. I think that's from Predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, we might sound a little bit different. Um, Braun, do people call you Braun or Bronislaw? Uh, in Poland, uh, Bronislaw mostly. Uh, in all abroad competitions, just Braun because, you know, it's easier. In when I hear you say it, is there an F at the end, Bronislav? Yes, Bronislav. Okay, but it but the last letter is a a W. 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 Yeah. But it but you pronounce it like an F. Yeah, in Polish uh, it uh, sounds like Bronislav. Bronislav. Yes. So. So because of that, we just pronounce this like that. And, and what's your last name? In Polish, it sounds Olenkovich. Olenkovich. Yes. Like Olenkovich. Bronislav Olenkovich. God. Hey, in, um, us Americans hear that name and it's strong as shit. Is, is that a strong <laughs> name in Poland too? Yeah, it is. It is. It's um, not so popular name. So, you know, it's quite unique. But it's have, uh, you know, good... Uh, uh, good meaning. It's uh, Bronislaw. It means uh, fame, defend, defending fame, something like that. You, know, you defend your fame, something like that. Oh, your family. Maybe something like this. Maybe not the family, but uh, you know, uh, fame, like uh, fame star or famous to be famous. You know. Okay. Hey, we had a paper towel here, uh, Bronislaw, uh, Brawny. Did you have that in Poland? It's called Brawny, the quicker picker upper. Do you know that? Do you know what a paper towel is? It's like it comes on a roll yeah, and yeah, yeah. rip it off yeah, and yeah. wipe stuff. Do you it, know that? It's Do called you... no, no, no. I know in Poland we have a similar thing, but it's not called Brawny. 
He's called Brony. Yeah, it's called Brony. And the guy on the um, let me see if I can find the um, the the image. And the guy on the paper towel is a bad dude. He's he's a tough motherfucker. Let me show you. Let me show you. Uh, if I can yeah. show you a picture of him. Sure. I just remembered it from when I was a kid. Look at him. He's he's like he's like a real manly dude. Brony Bronislav. You see? Can you see him at all? Let me see if I can uh, make him bigger. You see him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. He's like a big old dude, like like a woodsman. Brownie. Uh, brownie. Yeah, brownie. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I would take it. I wonder I wonder if there's a uh yeah, lumberjack. He's a he was a lumberjack. What? What? Sabatha, what? That's I think that's a great it's, they're making fun of me in the comments. That's a great connection. That's a great uh, brawny Bronislav and Brawny, the quicker picker upper. Yeah. Le, Le Bronislav. I also when I hear your name, I think of coleslaw. Do you know what coleslaw is? No, it's like a salad. It's ca a cabbage salad. Ah, coleslaw salad. Yeah, I know. I, I, know. I don't know why, but I hear Bronislaw and I think of it makes me want to eat coleslaw. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't connect these two. Never. You, you don't eat. You don't eat coleslaw. <laughs> no, no, I don't eat. <laughs> Maybe a few times, you know, in my life. Um, Bronislav, tell me, um, tell me where you were born. You, you, you uh, tell me about this village you were born in. Were you, were you born? You weren't. Were you born in a hospital, or were you just born on uh, out in the field? Uh, no, no worries. It's not a, this kind of village. Uh, so I was born in hospital, normal in, in the closest city to the village uh, I live with my parents when I was a child. So it's a regular small town. I don't know, just maybe twenty thousand people. Uh, so I was born in regular hospital and i was living up to 18 year old uh, on the small village with my parents so in this village we have just let's say 10 people living so three uh, families of farmers and that's all so I, I don't, i'm not sure i understand the town had twenty thousand, but inside of that town there was another small village with only no 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 just uh, you know it was like mm, you have a town and next to this town you have a lot of small villages because you know this is a mostly farmers area so one of this village was uh, when i my when my parents and just you know my uncle uh, also uh, live uh, the guys have some fields uh, my um, parents have animals uh, to take care so mostly cows so they produce milk uh, so you know my childhood was full of uh, fields animals uh, just pure nature and was that your schooling were you homeschooled did you did you did your parents no 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 i have school uh, in the you know next um a bigger village so it was a kind of one kilometer by foot uh we need to walk every day just to go to the bus and just 20 minutes on the bus there was a school so like that and, and did you and would you consider yourself a, a, a farm boy? Did you have did you have chores on the farm? What was life like for you on there? You took care of the cows. You milked the cows. Uh, yeah, yeah, I milked the cows. I mostly helped my parents, you know, to just uh, feed the animals and uh, clean after them. So I work a lot. I start to help my parents since I was eight years old. I even, you know, uh, drive the I don't know in, in English tractor. 
with my with my dad then uh, two years uh, later i was able to you know drive on my own and help in the field so uh let's say 12, 12 years of you know working as a farmer so it was a you know uh, get up go to the school back to the school help with my parents with with the work and just do some homework sleep and repeat uh, this this guy uh, in the comments says I love this guy, but the reason why he loves you is this is also a, a farmer in, okay. um, in in California. He has uh, he's a he's a tree farmer. He has tons of um, uh, plums and things like that, nectarines, peaches. He's a tree farmer. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. Him and his wife are tree farmers. That's yeah. awesome. Greetings, hey. greetings, farmers. Um, so, so at eight years old, you start an apprenticeship as a farmer, and by twelve years old, you're a full blown farmer. Four years later, you 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 could run the farm. Maybe not run the farm, but you know, I I was doing you know a lot of things on my own. So I have my own schedule, the things that what I should do on this farm. So I was taking care of this of these things. How how many cows? How many cows? Uh, it was around. Not it was not a big number. It was about twenty. Do you and did they did you ever kill animals to eat them on the farm? I I never uh, killed on my own, but it uh, it is you know just regular practice uh, on such farms. Then one once or two times a year, just you know, uh, my parents, uncles, just you know, kill one big you know pig, and you have meat for. Uh, half of the year. Do, do you remember the first time you saw that? Yeah, I was a young kid. Six, seven years old. And, and was that hard to see? Or did you know that it was important to keep the family yeah, alive? Yeah, I, I, I know it was important. You know, It was just a part of, you know, our life. So it's nothing big. It was not nothing big for me. You didn't cry a little bit, like when they killed the pig? No, I just, you know, mm, I just try to understand this, how this works. And, you know, so my parents just uh, explained me why. So it was understandable for me and acceptable on that day. Um, Jake Chapman has said, Bronislav, the pu pussy slayer. Pussy, no, no, not pig slayer, not pussy slayer. Very different. Um, pussy slayer? Very different. Uh, very different. I apologize. Very different. Um, <laughs> very. Uh, oh, uh, Sean Lenderman. Uh, Bronislaw cried and then he ate some bacon. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Hey, um, so did you know it was was it I, 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 I want to ask you if it was hard work on the farm, but it's all you knew. So it wasn't hard work, right? I mean, like maybe to me as an American, it was hard work. But to you, was it hard work or was it like, no, this is just normal life? Yeah, it become normal. Just uh, yeah, it was hard. Uh, you know, a lot of times I have, you know, I don't know this name in English, but you know, bursts on my on my on my palms. Calluses. Yeah. Yeah, calluses. So yeah, it was difficult because you know sometimes you need to work uh, one hour or two hours per day just physically, you know, just moving heavy things, uh, doing the same thing uh, over and over. Uh, so yeah, it, it was hard. It was uh, exhausting. But uh, you know, I I believe for me, for today, it was really good. 
let's say, for the athlete perspective, because it was really cool general preparation for the sport, even if I didn't know about this on that time. And crazy um, discipline and structure, meaning if you were sick yes. or you were tired, it didn't matter. You were going to get up and go work. Exactly. So, you know, if you have um, animals on the farm, you don't have days off, especially if you have cows uh, who produce milk. You need to, you know, uh, get the milk two times per day, early morning and afternoon. So you just can't can't go, you know, on holidays or things like that. You need to be there every day, two times a day. Would you actually milk the cows? A few times. Yeah, but not not yeah. every day. Uh, me me not me not. No. I have uh, one brother and two sisters. Uh, my sister um, and my younger brother mostly help my parents with the milk. Uh, I just you know work other stuff not directly milking the cows there was a woman i made a film for a documentary she was the greatest female arm wrestler who ever lived and her job as a child was milking the cows and so her okay. hands and her forearms were crazy <laughs> yeah cr okay. crazy you, you ever yeah, just drink you ever just can you just do that can you just milk a cow into a cup and just drink a cup of milk right out of the cow yeah, of course you can do this. And is it this the best the tasting problem. thing ever? Uh, what is funny, uh, I hate milk. Since, oh, interesting. Since since child, I almost uh, never drink milk. I don't know. Maybe because of, you know, I have this uh, too much. Uh, I just didn't like this taste. Yeah, that's how, uh, that's how I feel about women. I, j I had too many and now I just can't stand them. I just, I just had... <laughs> too 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 much too much. Hey, when the milk comes out, it's warm though. If you were to drink, yes. if you were to, it's warm. Yeah, it's warm. It's really warm. And and thick and creamy. Mm, maybe not the creamy, just regular milk. Yeah, but crazy. Warm. I've never tried that. I'd love to try that. Well, you should. S some states in the United States, you know, it's illegal to do that. You're not allowed to drink raw milk. Why? I don't know, because we're fucking government. Okay. I have no, actually, I have no idea how this is, you know, on this side of, you know, uh, government things. But if you are owner of the cow, so you have, you, you can do whatever you want. You on your own. So you can drink this milk. It's not an issue. And so, so th this upbringing, did you know right away, uh, Bronislaw, that you were strong? Did you have a suspicion as a child that you? Oh, I'm I'm kind of strong. Maybe I uh, was was aware that I am, let's say, fitter than my uh, than other guys from my class in the schools, because you know on the physical education classes I was just, let's say, on the higher level than other guys. So I competed from time to time in uh, local. Uh, competitions on you know things like throwing uh, short sprint running uh, jumping so you know just things like that uh, i was good at it without training so my uh, physical education uh, teacher just you know took me all the time for the every competition we had and then and that's all
that was my you know childhood just uh, working on the farm and in the school i just uh, took part from time to time in competition competitions and, and and you didn't play any sports per se but you sort of did these what would be more like olympic or track and field type events running throwing yeah so yeah I, exactly perfectly said yeah, that's cool. And did you guys have in the United States? We have this thing called like the presidential fitness exam or something. I can't remember exactly, but you you take this test in the first, second, third, fourth, every grade you're in school, and then if you pass, you get a little certificate. Did you guys have that where you compete against all the kids in Poland? No, oh. no, 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 no. We don't have things like that. Do you remember ever getting your first pull up, or could you always do a pull up? You were just born like doing. You could do a pull up. Pull up. Oh, yeah. since like. Uh, young kid yeah we have uh, just next uh, to our house we have just you know tree with the pull-up bar and we did plenty of plays uh, on this uh, pull-up bar we just you know uh, pull-ups uh, muscle-ups uh, things like that we're just playing around almost every day on this yeah my life was so different than you i didn't learn to do a pull-up <laughs> until i was 23 and i was high on drugs <laughs> very 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 different so good <laughs> so very physical yeah they were great drugs uh so so very so you were very physically um you were very comfortable with your body you were very physical from a young age um there was yeah. you had basically no fear of physical activity at all foreign objects getting shit done driving tractors a, a, a real rooted in yourself kind of self-confidence in your body capable and then um and then uh and and then when did you when did it turn into like formal exercise for you right i mean obviously the the farm isn't formal exercise but you're getting stimulus and you're growing Mm -hmm. when when did it turn into formal exercise for you when were you like hey i'm gonna try to do some exercising i'm gonna go for a run or i'm gonna lift some weights uh you know uh on the time when I um, left the uh, parent house, uh, I came to the city when I live right now, uh, to the high school. So this time I started to work because I was uh, studying on the weekends and I was working, you know, on the week. On the week time, I started to work in corporation in the bank. Uh, so it was, you know, just eight hours work next to the computer. So changing my life from, you know, farmer's life to, to this kind of life. Uh, I needed to, to go to do something, to train. And I met one guy who was training bodybuilding. Uh, we become friends and he asked me, you know, to, to try this. So I practicing because I just can't say it was a training, but I was practicing bodybuilding for one and a half year. So doing this, I was bigger than now. I, I don't know in pounds, pounds, but I weighed 115 kilograms. So it's around 250 pounds. Is it this guy? <laughs> no, 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 no. This guy I met later on uh, just during CrossFit. What is funny with this guy, I was training since a few years already. I did some competitions, quite good spots on these competitions. And this guy just came to my gym. We didn't, you know, know each other. Uh, he he came in and he asked, well, "Who is this uh, Olenkovich?" I'm like, "Oh, oh, it's me." 
I just came to beat all your records. Oh shit! Yeah, I just thought, oh shit, it will be fun. And we did uh, first training together, and he almost died. <laughs> yeah, but I but I win. I, I I won this one. But it was you know uh, uh, beginning of the really cool relationship. Uh, we trained together. We competed together since many many years. Because this guy is Camille. He's former uh, judo. Mm, oh, judo player. Yeah, I know. Yeah, judo athlete. So he also started training judo from really young, young guy, young child. So uh, yeah, he's also super fit. So it was uh, cool to have you know guy like him to to train together. Yeah, this is the photo from latest competition in Poland we we did together. Yeah, judo's no joke. He's a bad dude, huh? He's a badass. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, you know, she's just different genetics. He has muscles everywhere. Um, so, so sorry, I, I cut you off. You were doing, um, when you were doing bodybuilding, how much, what was the most you weighed, uh, Bronislaw? Uh, around 250 pounds. And, and what do you weigh now? Mm, 220. Oh, you're 220? Yeah, I have 100, almost 100 kilograms, even a little bit over. Fuck, dude, you're huge. How yeah, tall are you? One eighty-four centimeter. So I don't know. Someone, someone will tell us. One eighty-four. Someone hook it up. One eighty-four. Someone tell me how yeah. tall that is in American. One eighty-four centimeter. Holy shit! Yeah, I am. Let's say uh, a little bit bigger than. A little <laughs> bit. Crossfitter. So. Hey, you might be the heaviest dude there, at the games. It might might be. It yeah. might be. Um. Uh. How. Uh. How old are you, Bronislav? All right. 34. 34. Oh, shit. You might be the oldest dude there, too, besides Jason Smith. Yeah, I will be probably the second after Jason Smith. And then Vellner. Oh, shit. Yeah, He's, Vellner six, is... Uh, you're six feet tall. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, you're not supposed to be there. Uh, everyone is telling me this. So, <laughs> uh, this was maybe mostly this, the reason that I am... I am there. Yeah, is that uh, one guy just said me that I have I have no chance to to go to the CrossFit Games uh, because of you know my weight, my yeah, my appearance because uh, it and this guy told me this ten years ago when I started training. God, that's awesome! And really, that stuck with you for ten years. You've been able to keep using that as fuel. Yeah, but maybe not the most most of the time. But uh, when I'm you know achieving some let's say big goal in crossfit i just yeah. remind this for myself that oh yeah so i just you know watch me just watch me um tell me about so i i like this story i heard you say on this podcast that you 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 saw a crossfitter and you liked their body and you're like yeah they're not too they're not too buff they're not they're not too mm -hmm. big and you saw that tell me tell me can do you remember that saying that in a podcast that you saw a, a, a male crossfit yeah, body, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that looks like. Tell me about that experience because I think that too. I see it and I'm like, yeah, that looks like a, a useful body. Like this idea of being so massive that you can't wipe your own ass or that shit's weird, or that you got to get up in the middle of the night and eat just doesn't sound um, fun. Yeah, and the, this was the time when I was training bodybuilding with my friend when I was, you know, talking about this. So uh, I got bigger and bigger. 
So I have uh, the, let's say, period in my life that my calves just, you know, I have so much pain in my calves just walking, you know, because I was so heavy. Uh, in short amount of time, I just gained a, a lot of mass because I, my body just, you know, like uh, growing. If I don't, you know, uh, keep the uh, proper uh, um, weight intake, I can just grow, you know, even bigger. So uh, then when I was big, I, with with this guy we trained bodybuilding, he showed me the video of the uh, on the YouTube from the CrossFit Games. And he said that, uh, oh, you, you might like this because these guys are really fit, super fit, strong, and things like that. And when I you know, watch the videos, I just, uh, they impressed me a lot, uh, you know, about the physique, but also the things that they can do. And it was the, you know, mostly the Retronic, Kalipa, and these guys. And uh, so it was games, uh, movies from games 2000, 13 and i you know the types of the movement just reminded me you know that the things i was doing as a kid so i really you know wanted to try this and after the first training like that i just i can't remember what i what i did what was the workout but i you know just uh, i did this uh, around 10 15 minutes and i was dying you know one hour later after that and i just uh, said myself that this is what i want to do and you know this was just uh, something different than just you know bodybuilding when you're just doing sets rest sets rest and you're growing and uh, what you can achieve in the sport is you know just growing bigger and bigger and you know going to the competition when uh, this is not the actually competition but you know the beauty contest when some other guys are sitting and just watching you and saying that oh you are better than this guy based on what based on you know my preference as a as a judge so also because of that i didn't like the bodybuilding but in the crossfit it was clearly who is better because you know this guy can finish the work faster and this type of you know challenging was uh, for me was really you know i was curious about this uh, how i would be able you know to do these tasks because uh, because i didn't start any sport so i didn't i, I wasn't good at at anything I, yeah i was good in almost you know all kind of stuff i could do this if you would show me something i probably was uh, able to do i was able to do every crossfit movement once i watched this you know on the on the youtube Maybe not the perfect form, but I was almost able to, you know, replicate this. But I didn't, uh, you know, compete at anything. So I didn't have, uh, you know, movement quality. I didn't have endurance uh, at all. I just, you know, was, it was easy to me to, to gain the skills, but the endurance, I, I sucked at this. And if you play any sport in the background, you have, you know, this, this training discipline. So... You have aerobic capacity, things like that. So I never had this. I just was, you know, strong and let's say good in skills. And um, and, and in this particular uh, video here, not only are you good at the skills and all, not only are you good at replicating things very quickly and learning quickly, but look at this position. This is crazy. Was this was finding these positions, obviously not with this weight. Was this easy for you? 
like from the beginning, did you have your mobility or did you have to work to get these positions? Because when you think of a guy who's as strong as you, mm-hmm. you don't think of him as being, you know, sort of in these positions. Uh, you know, when I started training CrossFit, I also, on in the same time, I, I was playing with uh, heavy kettlebells uh, because um, after my main work, that office work, I was also, you know, doing some uh, studies. Uh, I wanted, you know, to be a coach. Uh, so oh, okay. I, 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 get it, I was getting some certifications, things like that. So I found the kettlebell things. Uh, I was coached learning how to be a coach with kettlebell heart style. I don't know if you know this. Kettlebell this what kind style? Kettle, uh, heart style. It's strong first. It's, right now it's called strong first. Okay. So it, it's the guy Pavel Tsatsulin invented this one. So, uh, yeah, I was playing with kettlebells. And uh, when you lift really heavy kettlebells, you need to be really flexible for this. And, uh, you know, I did for my strange work, uh, heavy Turkish get-ups, heavy windmills, heavy band presses. So a lot of unusual in CrossFit things. And because because I was pretty strong, I was, you know, able to do, this with really heavy weights and this is actually those are actually the videos yeah if you're you know looking for my instagram they are really really low because it was few years ago but that was the the, the videos that have you know plenty of views and and impressions because normal people i just can't do this and for me it was just you know just show me okay let's do this is this this is particularly crazy too yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, it was, you know, stupid uh, idea of my friend uh, Tomasz. Uh, because uh, for three years when I started CrossFit, I never have a coach. And no one coached me from weightlifting. And I was able to snatch 120 kilograms. It's 260 pounds with no hook grip. Just, you know, just like that. I grab and snatch. So after that, I decided, you know, to find a coach and work with with him. So I find Tomasz. And when I come go to Tomasz uh, for the, you know, workshop, the first thing we started to do is was stupid, you know, weightlifting, just uh, snatching in, you know, in narrow grip or clean and jerking without, uh, you know, standing up from the squat position. So this is because of him. And who is the coach you said? Someone named Thomas? Yeah, Thomas. Thomas Mitros. He has Atomic Weightlifting on the Instagram. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Um, and then and then here you are uh, 41 weeks ago. Yeah. So, oh, so just shy of a Justin. year, three months, uh, nine months ago. And it says, um, time to get things more serious. I want to get in the best possible shape for 2023. So I decided to start cooperation with experienced coach Justin Kotler. I know him personally. I trust him. I believe we can achieve many um, goals together. So that this is your first CrossFit coach just nine months ago? I, this is my the most experienced coach in coaching athletes on the CrossFit Games level who was able to you know finish on the podium. Because uh, I have uh, coaches, um, two guys, uh, was helping me in past years. Uh, half of this time of my training I did on my own, and in some period just um, two coaches uh, helped me. 
in training, but you know, no one have experience like Justin working with the athletes, you know, on the highest level on that days. Why not pick someone in, in, um, in Europe? Why, why all the way over in Las Vegas, Nevada? I don't know. Uh, maybe, you know, I, it was just a short, uh, thinking quick analyze, uh, uh, who from the guys I know personally, uh, is a coach and he coached the athletes from the uh, games level. So, uh, from the podium who finished on the podium. So it was, you know, meaning, meaning, choice. meaning Ricky, right? Yeah. I mean, Ricky and Cardi Peace. Oh, so, right. um, yeah, it was a quick pick for the Justin. So I right over, sent him a message and then we chat and he liked the idea, uh, you know, to try to work together uh, and we started. I'm really simple guy to, you know, to coach. I just uh, need a plan. I'm doing the, the things like, you know, like coach, right. From time to time, we just, you know, sending a message if everything is okay. And that's all. Uh, um, Patrick Clark says um, they met in Dubai two years ago. You met, you met Justin two years ago in Dubai. Uh, yeah, we first time we met in 2018 in Berlin on the regionals. You remember meeting him? Yeah, I remember meeting meeting him because he was coaching my friend Bartek Lipka, another CrossFit athlete from Poland. Uh, we both with Bartek competed in at regionals in Berlin. So I then met him because you know he was on the warm up area. And they worked together. I was working with my coach, and so then we just met and uh, spoke a little bit, just you know few sentences and uh, after that we met in dubai in 2020 Br bronislav is is your training for this games mostly then endurance stuff are you just have you just been working to build an engine yes and and yes. that that sounds grueling uh grueling grueling uh, um let me look up the definition of grueling uh <laughs> not good uh, grueling is um, uh, extremely tiring and demanding is the definition. Yes. Uh, so, but, you know, this is uh, what my body needs to be able, you know, to keep up with the guys, with the more, more en enders guys than me, because I feel that I am pretty enough strong for the, you know, CrossFit Games level. I am skilled enough for the CrossFit level. The only thing I am you know, not the good one uh, is, uh, you know, endurance, but the, mostly the endurance on my foot. So running, maybe a little bit biking, but the rowing, skiing and things like that, I feel pretty good. This, um, I, I've pulled up the uh, semifinal competition. This 17th place isn't, isn't too bad for, for the strongman guy, right? For a big man. That was the one that had three machines, right? Yeah. And, so and takes, a lot of running, 2K run. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then you took a 14th, and then a second, and then a first. And what is this one you took a 36th in? Um, very close time to me. What, uh, what, that was... 36, 800 meters run. Oh, okay. So for oh, me, the that... run, it was actually pretty pretty good. Pretty, I, I got pretty good time, but you know, <laughs> for myself, for my running level. But the guys were just faster. 
So you had to do eight snatches and then get on the runner. That was that one? Yeah, that was the one. Were you the first one on the runner, Bronislav? Uh, almost, yes. I think on my hit was also David Sharunke, so we got the same time. But it was, you know, just a matter of uh, two, three seconds because the eight snatches on this weight is really light. So everyone just, you know, could do this fast. It was then, all about the run. It was all about the run? Yeah. Did you, did you, when you got off that runner and you went to the finish line, did you think you still had more in the tank or did you, did you, did you, was that it? Oh, did you pace just, it right? I just felt aghast. Uh, but what the funny thing is uh, on this run, because we have running, you know, on the day one, so the 2K run on the first event, it was really good. I felt good. It was smooth run. Uh, just I used to, you know, in my training on my treadmill. But on the the second day, the running was so hard. I don't know why, because my this runner just you know worked much different than on the day one. I don't know if this is because you know my legs were fatigued after you know day one, but it was so hard to keep up the pace I was training you know for because normally I in practice I was able you know to I I did this workout in in practice so I was able to run. Uh, sub three minutes, uh, you know, easily. Maybe not, not the super easy, but I was able to keep up the pace and run 800 meters sub three minutes. And in this competition, I it took me three minutes something to to run 800 meters, and it was so fucking hard to run on this treadmill. You I when you didn't practice, did you do it on the same treadmill? Uh, no, I have different treadmill, but you know, on the first day when I was running 200 kilometers, it's it feels totally the same like my treadmill in my gym. Um, and 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 but the good news is, is in the workouts you were supposed to do well in, you capitalized. You took second in Linda, and you took first in the snatch. You did what you needed to do. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, actually pure fun. Um. You in this uh, other podcast that I I listened to that you did, you really emphasize competition day performance. Like you really emphasize the crowd and that like, hey man, like, tr tr great, you're good in the gym, you're great at training, but like game day is a whole different beast. Well, yeah, exactly because you know this is this is totally different environment and. Uh, if you want to, you know, be good in competition, you need to practice, you know, competing and not only training because I know a lot of guys who are really cool in the training and they beat me up in, you know, a lot of workouts on the training. But when it comes to the competition, something's changed. My scores are the same or even better than in other guys, you know, just they just so, can't handle this. So the pressure, the judges... The being able to yeah. control your your pacing, all of those things that that aren't there in training. Yeah, exactly. I you know I think this is a lot of uh, conditions why this looks like that. Uh, I just you know can say on my perspective, from my perspective, that my training, I'm not super like training. Let's say so uh, during my trainings, I don't like get you know gassed i just practice a lot of i i, I like practicing the training uh, in my head there is always that you just every training session i just need to leave some percent in the tank because this is for the competition time 
So I just practice in my training, different scenarios, different pacing to be able to perform the best I can in the competition. So, you know, this is always my approach. So you, everyone can beat me in training. It's just not super hard. But in the competition, you know, uh, it's changed because this is the, the place when I always get 5 to 10% better scores than in the training. When when you grow, you're a you're a, a village boy, grow yeah. up on a farm. Um, I mean, in in Poland, in in a you know in country in Eastern Europe, does that when you when you're going to go to Madison, and there's going to be every seat is filled, and you're going to walk out there, and every single person at the CrossFit Games knows who you are because there's a very good chance you're going to be the strongest guy there. And all those people are going to have eyes on you. Is that an easy shift for you? Does does any part of that um, little country boy be like, oh shit, this is too many people? Like like you might start to feel claustrophobic there. Like everyone, like in your town, you might you know just like hey, you know, you see someone maybe every fifteen minutes or every hour. Maybe you don't see anyone, but you're going to go somewhere and it's going to be like ten thousand people screaming. I love this feeling. I just you love, do. I, I, I just love it. I got, All right. All right. I got used. I got used to this because okay. uh, going to the competitions, I was almost always, you know, the strongest guy. What's yeah. funny in CrossFit, you know, the the strongest guys not often wins the competition. Right. But uh, almost uh, every time, uh, the the guy who you remember from the CrossFit competition is the guy who won and the guy who lived the most. Right, right. These two, these two right. guys. Everyone no, remembers no Guy. Everyone remembers Guy. Exactly. So yes. no one remembered the guy who won the run, right. 5K run, because right. it no. was so boring to watch. Right. Yeah. So uh, I just, you know, um, always uh, enjoying the, the time when it was, uh, you know, for the heavy lifting, heavy events. So I was always playing with the crowd. Uh, I just love this feeling. This is, you know, this is amazing. And this is why. I'm doing this. I'm going to the competitions just, you know, because I love this energy when people mm, just, you know, watch you uh, when it's the close race or heavy lift and these emotions when you hit the lift or maybe you fail the lift. Uh, it's so, you know, it's really cool, you know, to, to enjoy this, uh, to live this, to, 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 to try this uh, in your life. Yeah, and I, and I and I love this feeling. Uh, the best feeling I have uh, in my competition uh, experience was uh, at the games in 2019 on the second cut event when I took second in entire event. And what Just, was the event? Uh, it was uh, 800 row, uh, 66 kettlebell push presses, and handstand walk to the to the end of the line it was i don't know around 40 meters 50 meters something like that so it was two hits i was in first hit i won this and uh, on the second hit only matt fraser beats me for three seconds and and those movements were row handstand walk and kettlebell yeah uh, shoulder overhead yeah yeah shoulder overhead wow did you make it past that cut uh, yeah, because I took second, so yeah. Um, uh, Patrick Clark brings up Danny Spiegel. Yeah, look at Danny Spiegel. Everyone, I mean, g granted, there's other reasons why people know her too. I mean, she's got she's a, a unique physical specimen, 
extraordinary to look at. But her strength, everyone remembers, like, you know, what she did at Rogue or what she does with the sandbag. Like, you can't forget yeah. her. Yeah, she's yeah, truly, exactly. truly phenomenal. And, 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 and even, uh, I was just trying to think who I remember. Do you remember who won the um, the log lift in Rogue for the men? Was that Chandler Smith won that? Uh, yes, I think it was Chandler. I uh, Do you know how much he lift? I don't remember. Do you mess around yeah. with that stuff, strongman stuff? Do you mess around with logs? Uh, from time to time, I have this in the competition. Uh, in Germany, I took a competition with, with team competition with my friend, and we have the uh, the log lift. So uh, I knew that the, you know I I can lift a lot, so I just lift home whatever whatever I needed you know to win this one. And I lift 130 kilograms. It was around 300 pounds. Wow. And I did clean and squadron. So wow. can, with the, with the log? Yeah, with the log. You can find this on my Instagram. It was just from January uh, this, this year. It's a really funny video. Were, were you surprised you were able to do that? No, 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 no. no. Just a few years ago, a few years ago, I did a clean and push jerk with 130. So I knew that I would oh, just a few posts above because this was one competition in Germany. And then, then it was double travel competition. It was in January. Uh, yeah, this is the end of the year. Oh, yes. is it? here it is. Yeah. Just a little bit. Oh, lower here? And, oh, no, no, no. Just go, go lower. Lower. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one oh, with the yeah, log. Yeah. Wake up, Sebi. Wake up, Sebi. <laughs> it's funny. Hey, uh... Oh, wow. Crazy. Crazy. What's... Yeah. Uh, Bronislav, what's the lightest yeah. you've you flirted with? Have you tried getting down to 190 to see what would happen? I will wine uh, my weight. What? Yeah, have you ever tried getting, or maybe 190 is too light. Have you tried getting down to, to 205? Or it's uh, just not? No, the, the, it, I, my body just don't like this. Uh, uh, at the beginning of the season when it was the open time, uh, I my weight was 96, 7 kilograms. I don't know. Yeah, you're not getting down pounds. to 205. Forget I said that. Forget I said that. Yeah, that was, so. There's no uh, fucking way. The, the, the max that I, you know. Wait, so wait, no, no chance, no chance. I, I, I would need you know to cut my arm or leg. I don't know. Right, let's not do that. Let's uh, you keep all the pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you're married. Yes. And, um, and how long have you been married? Mm, I'm married uh, almost three years. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Why did you get married? Yeah, because I love her. Yeah. And are you going to have kids? Are you going to start a family? Uh, we're planning. Yeah. yeah. After, you know, just... Uh, we Because right now we have crazy life uh, because of the traveling. Uh, we love traveling. Uh, a lot of this, you know, in our life. And my training right now, it takes me, you know, a lot of time. But yeah, but we are planning in upcoming time. Um, there's no rush, by the way. I had my first kid when I was 43. I have three boys. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Okay, cool. Congrats. And my wife and my wife was 39. And I now I have all the time in the world to play with them. I'm not I'm not rushing you at all. Take your time. This is good advice. Thanks. 
Yeah, Good take your time. No, no rush. Um, damn, this man is a tank. I know he is a uh, a, a, a freak. Um, uh, oh, is Braun aware of all the stuff that's going on in the Ukraine and how does that affect life in Poland? Oh, yeah. So th that's a great question. Thank Patrick. Um, mm -hmm. so you got this, you got this country, Russia, over here, and it's fighting with its neighbor, Ukraine, and then over here is Poland, and so you got a lot of people. It, it might be one of the largest migrations of humans in our lifetime yes right yes it was it was but for the for me and people in my area because i live in uh, north east of the poland so it's yeah. pretty far away from the ukraine because poland is a quite big country uh so we we don't feel this you know as much uh but but yeah it was a lot of uh, people who came to the uh to the poland from ukraine uh, at, when the war started, it was you know a, a kind of big panic. What will happen? How, like if know, it could, this, like if it could one. spread to your country, right? Yeah, exactly. So it was a kind of one month of you know just uh, scary. Yeah. But after that, uh, it just came to the normal. Because when you will uh, take a look on the Ukraine map, the, so the majority of the war is from the Kiev to the right. Okay, way over here. Just yeah. But then you would hear sort of some fighting in Odessa. And then we did hear, you know, it's funny because in the United States, we do hear about maybe some fighting that happens on the uh, on the border with Poland. Some bombings did happen. But then we never know. You can't tell. Um, you can, we, we can't tell what the truth is over here. Mm -hmm. we, like, I mean, you probably don't know what the truth is either. No one ever knows what the fuck is going on, really. Like, no one knows. What the yeah, truth exactly. Is. Exactly. And also, I am, you know, not, not the best source to ask for because I don't watch the news at all. So I have no idea what's happening outside my, you know, <laughs> home review. So I, I have no idea what's happening. It, what is the general? Um, do you know what the general relationship is with Poland and Russia and Poland and Ukraine? Are they generally, you know? Well, right now, you know, all the around countries are really in good relationships with uh, Ukraine, not the Russian guys. Uh, I know that Belarus is uh, with good connections with Russia, and but all all other countries are rather, you know, in the European Union mostly, uh, uh, or a kind of union that you know protect each country from the in case of the war. So we have NATO. So most of the countries from the Poland to the south to the north are in the NATO so so we all we feel pretty safe let's say and where do you, you where do you live here in Poland in in the in the, uh, in the um in the west in the north on the east. north northeast it's Olsztyn so the oh, yes, this is this is my town Olsztyn and so where will you fly out of when you come to the states uh, i will go if we fly to the germany and uh, from the Germany to the to the state. So you have an airport in your town? Uh, in my town, no. But uh, we we, both, we used to fly from Warsaw on from Gdańsk. We have the biggest. You'll drive airport. to Warsaw. You'll drive to Warsaw. Yeah, it's not far away. It's two hours drive. Two hours. Okay. Hour. And then you'll fly to Germany. And, and when do you do? And then you'll fly to the states and straight to Madison. You'll come into Madison. I uh, know to Chicago. And I will be in Chicago just four days, and on Monday we'll fit to the Madison. And Monday is the uh, oh, that's when I'm going to. Monday's the thirty first. Yes, exactly. 
And then, and then, how about when it's over, uh, Bronislav? What, what will you do when it's over? Uh, when the game's uh, over, will you stay in the states? Just, or? No, 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 no. Just one day after. Just on Monday, we are coming back to home. And then straight back to work. Uh, yeah, because I have another event uh, on the next week. I'm organizing here in Poland, also in my city. So I need to be here. And a CrossFit event. W- yeah, a CrossFit event, a kind of training camp. Because you know, I was uh, in the states two times i was uh, in 2019 uh, at the games after that we see new york uh, uh, chicago for a few days uh, then uh, two years later we i competed in miami Wadapalooza. so after miami uh, with our friends we go to los angeles and so we see uh, west west coast no not this is not the west coast this is west coast yeah yeah uh west coast so right now we are going just you know for the competition and and go back dude great to meet you you're a cool dude thank you yeah do you know you you're cool what <laughs> you are cool too oh, okay thank it, you it was really cool chat thanks yeah you're a good dude it's weird that your connection from your fucking car is better than 80% of the people I fucking interview in the United States. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Are you on cellular service right now? Yes. This is fucking maybe because nuts. Of, maybe because of that. You know, because this is the, you know, right now it's um, 7 p.m. Uh, 7, so, sorry, 5 p.m. Uh-huh. Here in Poland, 5.30. So, yeah, I at my home, I have really bad connection because I live uh, just outside the town, close to the forest. So it's really bad, poor connection. Right now in my gym, when I'm next to my gym, uh, there's a lot of, you know, classes right now. So it's uh, loud music. So the only place I could, you know, chat with you uh, is my is, is my car. So, yeah. So I'm just uh, outside. But yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's you're good connection. The connection's crazy good. I can't believe you're on cellular service. It's it's like better than 90% of the people I have on the show. It's abs- It's nuts. And you're in Poland. It feels like you're right next door. There's not even a delay. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. When I interviewed Jacob Hepner, do you know who that is? The old games athlete? Jacob Hepner, yeah, yeah, I know. I have to he has to go to a strip club like 20 minutes from his house. You know what a strip club is? Do you have those in <laughs> yes. Poland? Yeah, you know what that is. Okay. Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. All right. Oh yeah, actually yeah. I have, I have a friend who told me about going to a strip club in Warsaw. It was a good story. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bronislav, thank you very much. Uh, take care, and uh, I hope our paths cross again very, very soon. Thank you, too. Uh, thanks for this chat, and hope to see you at the games. Yes, brother. All right. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Imagine, uh, Tanya Bowers, uh, imagine if all 259 of us commented on this podcast. You mean in the YouTube comments? That'd be cool. Yeah, do it. Get down in there and do it. Just drop, just yeah, just drop one comment in there. Nice man button, Sebi. David Weed, everything is just better uh, here in the EU. Sevon, dude, his signal was crazy, wasn't it? That's a cool dude. Oh shit. I didn't check the local recording. I I may have screwed that up. Sorry, Sousa. 
we have this new feature on uh, StreamYard, the podcasting service we use, and we're supposed to double record it so we get a high quality recording. Well, oh yeah, we're we're not going to get shit from Rebecca or Braun. They did not complete their uploads. Oh, but you turned it on at least. That's cool. Yeah, I got that 5G all set up over there, I guess. Uh, Jonathan Lane, I wonder if Bronislav thinks the earth is flat. Uh, I think it's called stationary earth was the term. Chrissy with her smile. Have we discussed Daniel Brandon's soft launch story? Because I feel like that warrants a Sevon exclusive. What is that? What's going on over there? Where where do I go for that? Do I go to uh, Danielle Brandon soft launch story? What is a soft launch story? I've been bugging the shit out of her with no response. But I mean, she's just busy. Let's see. Um, is it in her story? You click this. Bam. Uh, some shoes. Um, say hi to Danielle Brandon. Oh, Rad Global. Here she's drinking some shit she shouldn't be drinking. Some poison. Oh, wait. Look at that. That's intimate. Look at those hands touching. That's something. Uh... Oh, wow. She's plugging this uh, down pepper. I don't see it. What do you mean? Soft launch for what? What are we looking at here? She's back. Well, where'd she go? My goodness. Whew. She is something else. She's Louise. My God. Beach photos with Danielle Brandon. Party photos with Danielle Brandon. Kissing photos with Danielle Brandon. Dog photos with Danielle Brandon. Bikini in the club photos with Danielle Brandon. That's a great picture. Two weeks ago. Training seems to be going great. I need a cold shower. Ah, uh, yeah, I forgot you guys were there. We're live still? Shit. Uh, Melissa Odier. She is so hot. Yeah, she's okay. She's, she's basic 10. Um, anything else? Who do we have today? I think we have Christine Kohlenbrander. By the way, if you want to... Uh, Get brushed up on some of your Christine Kohlenbrander uh, trivia content. Um, go over uh, Buttery Bros filmed with her. I think I want to say it's their last episode. She's up there at HWPO. She Speaking of being hot, she looks fucking amazing too. She looks absolutely incredible. All right. I think that's it. I think I'm off. Uh, back to the skate park today. Dude, yesterday was cr absolutely crazy. I told you what I was doing, right? There's this there's this kid there. I think I told you. He's um uh 
probably top five best skateboarder, eight or nine year old skateboarder within a hundred miles of here. And this, this is, I'm, I'm, I don't live in no podunk area. I mean, I, I, well, I live in a podunk area, but within a hundred miles of here, there's some crazy shit. And, um, so I knew he was going to be at the park all day yesterday and Avi and him skated until Avi hurt himself. So I hope, I hope he got a, he had a pretty bad crash, got a bruise on his ankle. I hope it's better. So he's going to be there all day again today. Him and Avi are buds. Avi just exploded. You guys want to see the, um, I'll show you my, uh, if I can find it. I made a video at Three Plane Brothers. Yeah, check this out. I think, uh, here we go. He had, he, he's done this kind of stuff before, but n never so much just on his own. Kind of crazy, right? Who's he? Look at nose grab. No. Skate park, they, just the two of them in the skate park, basically. Maybe in the eight hours they were there, maybe there was fucking 10 other kids that showed up or 20 other kids. Their own skate park is going to help me on a sunny fucking day. Yeah, I'm so proud of him. He worked so hard. Oh, thank you. Music. Thank you. You think that that is that song? You think that song's what is that like a famous song? Yeah, that dude did bring the cup of coffee. I told you guys about that. So basically, I ran into a guy who listens to the show at the beach one day, and then the next day, he asked if he could hang out with me, and I said, sure, but I said, I'm going to skateboarding tomorrow. You'd have to meet me there. And he met me there, and he brought me a cup of coffee with, like, steamed heavy cream and shit in it. He told me what it was. It was like an Olay or something. It was awesome. I walked to the bathroom with him twice. I hung out. It was cool. I would tell you his name. I don't know if he wants to be known that he hung out with me, but it was cool. I really, I enjoyed him. Gave him a big hug when he left. It was dope. I enjoyed it. I didn't tell my wife. That shit would, um, that shit would freak my wife out. My wife didn't, my wife wouldn't want me hanging out with strangers. Let's see. Let's see what the fuck's going on with Dave's Instagram. What the fuck's he doing? Might as well, right? The game show. He's the games guy. <laughs> oh, shit. He, he, wow. He's with Hannah Black here. You guys remember her? She didn't make it to the games, but she was a beast. That's the new uh, That's the new Danny Spiegel right there. Speaking of Danny Spiegels. That girl to the left of Dave. Dave's doing. Oh, I wonder if that's the four-star general. Our team had the privilege of having Major General Nori, division commander, attend the one-day club. Oh, that's a two-star general. Holy shit. Wow, two-star general took his CrossFit level one light. Wow. That's cool. Chuck Carswell there. Let's see. Is that Jeremy Thiel? Wow. Jeremy Thiel? Wow. So he's in Austin? What the fuck is Dave doing? Why is that? 
why is that bar so low? That's shouldn't that be? Oh, Nelly, what the fuck is he lifting? What are those things hanging from that? Oh. Oh, that's a trip. Wow, that's weird. Have you guys ever seen that before? He's back squatting. You lower the weight with something heavy, and then it it at the bottom it it, it comes off. Wow, that's interesting. Is that new? Um, there she is, Hannah Black. Look at her. Fuck the future. Uh, he just finished reading Malcolm X's autobiography by Alex Haley, which is weird that it's an autobiography since it was written by Alex Haley. But I read that book. Great book. Changed my life. Heather Bergeron. Oh, is this a preview for, uh, what is this a preview for? This is a preview for behind the scenes. Did you see that? That's a behind the scenes footage. What the fuck was that? Hold on. Let me turn the volume on that. What is going on here? This. Oh, it has no volume. Oh, yeah. This is 2014. Oh, what are you doing? The workout. Buddy? Huh. Dave with Adrian. All right. Sean Lenderman, I've been watching all the behind-the-scenes footage. It is all so good. Can you imagine how good it would be if I did it again? It would be on a on a whole... Thank you, by the way, for saying that. Uh, I agree. I think it's like... It's fucking nuts. Um, because if I did it again, I would probably get help. All right. Oh, we're getting an updated QR code for the peptides. Good. Oh, you know what I did yesterday? One more plug for the California um, uh, peptides. Yesterday I did. So you guys saw my Instagram the other day. I did a, um, I did a neg. I jumped up at the top and I did a negative muscle up and then I did one muscle up to test out my bicep. And yesterday I did uh, ten cows on the assault bike and one negative muscle up. I just jumped to the top and did one negative for ten rounds just to test the whole bicep out. Kept the false grip at the bottom. Seems good. Seems good. Now the question is, is do I have the balls? Oh, Sevi, eccentric hooks. That's what those are called. Eccentric hooks. Anyway, um, yeah, now the question is, is do I have the balls to start snatching a 70-pound dumbbell again with that left hand? The most I've snatched with it is 50. See what, see what the fuck's going on. Um, cast, uh, Cave Dastro, Sebi, you need to start learn, you need to learn terms like Riz. 
and bet before you go hang with all those Gen Z kids at the games. Those kids aren't going to, I don't even know what those words mean, but no one's going to be, no one talks like that. Come on. You cave, you riz the chicks. That's a sentence. You riz. Okay, fine. Let me look that up. Riz, urban dictionary. Riz. From the Urban Dictionary, Riz, another word for spitting game. Oh, I know what spitting game is. That's for... And pooling, pooling chicks, Riz, spitting game. You spitting game? Like, like, like that's going to be used back there. Excuse me, uh, how much is your deadlift? And uh, what's your uh, current, uh, what's some of the best Riz you got? Anyway, I guess we're going to get a new QR code because I guess this one didn't work. Where is that one? I guess, oh, it's gone already. What's this? Sponsor overlay? What, what are those things? Let me see if I can. What are these things we have? Uh, Paper Street Coffee, California Hormones, BirthFit. Oh, this is stuff that I'm supposed to have on the screen. Shit. That I don't. Postpartum, birth fit, California homeless, paper street coffee. Shit, I should always have that up. Why don't I always have that up? I suck. Oh, I like this one with birth fit a little bit. Oh, no, it's better if it says postpartum on there. It should say birth fit on there. Anyway. Um, see you guys tonight, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.